Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. The FT. Hello, I'm David Cheel. Welcome to the FT's Culture Cast. This is the first of a new weekly series entitled The Life of a Song. The Life of a Song begins with its conception, gestation, and birth, and for some this can be a long and painful process. It took Leonard Cohen and Elephantine two years to complete Alleluia. Other songs seem to pop almost fully formed into their creators' minds. Gary Barlow has said that the Take That hit, Back for Good, took him 15 minutes to write, while Paul McCartney's Yesterday famously came to him in a dream. Likewise, Always on My Mind was dashed off by the American country musician Wayne Carson at his kitchen table in ten minutes flat, though he had some help later with The Bridge from Mark James and Johnny Christopher. That was in 1971. In the subsequent years, more than 300 artists have covered this simple, achingly poignant and instantly memorable song, with its immaculate lyrical couplets, should have, could have, hold you, told you. This alone is testament to the potency of Carson's composition. But the song has another kind of power. It has survived the stress-testing process of being covered in radically different genres, among them unadorned country, power balladry and electro-pop. The first versions were recorded in 1972 by Brenda Lee, who played it straight as a country pop song, and Gwen McRae, wife of George Falsetto McRae, who brought a soulful quality to her vocal performance. Then along came Elvis. Recorded in March 1972 at RCA's Hollywood studio, Elvis's version took Always On My Mind to a new level. In a word, it was big. Huge, tonsil-rattling vocals, a grandiose strings and brass arrangement. Although it was initially released as the B-side to Separate Ways, Presley's rendition became an instant worldwide hit, its lyrics gaining added poignancy from his recent separation from his wife Priscilla. Little things I should have said and done I just never took the time And that could have been that, had it not been for Willie Nelson. A decade later, he revived the song in a version that was so successful, it won him three Grammy Awards, that there is now a widespread misconception that he actually wrote it. Nelson's version took the song back to its country roots, his almost casual vocal delivery steeped in wistful world weariness. Maybe I didn't love you Quite as often as I could have And maybe I didn't treat you Quite as good 
Five years later, in 1987, the UK's ITV television network was planning a programme to commemorate the 10th anniversary of Elvis's death, taking part with the electropop duo The Pet Shop Boys, who chose to cover Always On My Mind for the show. Once more, the song displayed its flexibility. Over a pulsing high-energy beat and splashing synths, and with singer Neil Tennant's fey vocals floating across this throbbing wall of sound, their version was a world away from the histrionics of Elvis or the careworn voice of Willie Nelson. Still, it was a triumph, so much so that the duo recorded it and released it, and later that year the single went on to occupy the coveted Christmas number one slot. Last year, in a poll conducted by BBC Music, the Pet Shop Boys version was voted the best cover version of all time. Careful listeners will also notice that the Pet Shop Boys version has a twist on the original. At the end of the chorus, they added an extra chord, a B-flat. Tennant said that the chord makes it far more like a pop song. For devastating simplicity, though, perhaps the best rendition of Always On My Mind came from Willie Nelson on the BBC's Wogan chat show in 1982, available on YouTube. Although his recorded version of the song had a full backing band, here he was on his own, plucking Trigger, his trusty battered nylon strung guitar, his voice woody and resonant with regret, the perfect man for a perfect song. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts support for this podcast and the following message come from corient corient provides wealth management services centered around you as one of the largest integrated fee only registered investment advisors in the u.s corient has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals no matter how complex Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's Corient.com. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellincat.com.